Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How you doing? I'm just fine. How are you doing? I thought you were going to call me Tommy there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean no. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, no Tomas tonight. My brother Tommy, he, he's uh, Tomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's Spanish for Tommy. If you didn't know si. that, see, si. see. Si. Uh, no, Tommy is uh, a little busy tonight. Or uh, AKA, no, I'll tell the truth. He hasn't watched much wrestling this week, so he was like, That's "Dude, I don't lie. know what to talk about. I, I can't do this." I say, "It's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Richard can, and I can hold it down. It's good. Don't worry." So so awkward, just the two of us. I know, man. It's been it hasn't been like this in a minute, but I do want to apologize to you and everyone else. It's just my schedule for like the last three weeks has been super crazy with just so much going on at work and at home and you know trying to keep up with everything. So uh, um, yeah, it, it's I've been trying to do my best to up with WWE, but I feel like the week leading up to SummerSlam until now has just been nonstop crazy stuff, long hours at work and just trying to find time to do a bunch of different things, projects and stuff. So it's, uh, I think now like from here on out, things are going to start, you know, uh, settle down. Like the dust is settled. Like, I mean, like last weekend I had to go to bottle rock Saturday and Sunday for work with guns and Rose and Foo Fire. So I just made for a really long couple days there. Labor day weekend. Oh God. That sounds terrible. I know. Woe is me. I know. I know. <laughs> but sit uh, through that crap. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so it's uh no, no, it, it it's good. Like I said, things are starting to kind of settle down now, and I, I think like get back into our regular routine of things with uh, in the click here. But uh, uh, but man, uh, you know, you and I, as always, we're gonna talk some NXT, gonna talk some SmackDown, but some breaking news that happened this evening that you and I, as soon as we saw, we're texting back and forth, and multiple people are texting me. Um, so kind of a bummer news in regards to Samoa Joe and the NXT brand. Um, it was announced or he actually posted a video on social media and he just more or less said that he has sustained an injury and the medical doctors, uh, the medical officials over at WWE says he can't wrestle at this time and he has to relinquish the NXT championship and WWE went ahead and put an article out confirming it and they embedded the video from his uh, Twitter page that you and I watched. Um, so man, 
bummer. He has to give up the NXT title. It was his third title reign. He won it, what, just like three weeks ago from Karrion Cross at 21 days. NXT TakeOver 36. So, yeah, man, Richard, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Just your thoughts on, uh, you know, watching this video and just, yeah, the news that he has to give up the title now. It sucks. You know, I mean, I think that it's, it's probably best that he gives it up than the, to try to soldier on at his age with his injuries the last two, three years. Um, I mean, look, it's it's one of those deals where it's it's best to fight another day. Yeah. So I, I'd rather him do that than shorten his career anymore. Yeah. So he in the video that he posted, it's like a little over a minute long, whatever, but he uh, did not specify what the injury was. So there's no point in us guessing what could it be. But regardless, it, it's he's going to be out for a period of time. He didn't say how long as well. But yeah, with that being said, it's going to be long enough that he has to give up the title for the time being. And yeah, no, it sucks. I mean, he does have a track record of history of, uh, of injuries, especially on his time in WWE. And, you know, he is getting up there in age. And so I, I'm sure for him, as you said, Richard's good point. It's like no point in trying to, you know, fight through this is probably better off. Just, you know, take the time off required, rest up, heal and yeah, fight another day later. And, you know, who knows what, whoever the next champion is going to be. If, if he's uh, able to come back, he can challenge that person. But, hey, I want the title back that I never lost. Very much how Karrion Cross was when he got injured last yeah. year. So, you know, it, it sucks. And you're just like, oh, it's like another t- just like finally we're happy to see Samoa Joe back in the ring after what a year and a half. And he's like first match back wins yeah. the title. Super happy for him and for NXT. And then three weeks later, this happened. So it's just like, oh, another tough break. Snake he- bit. Snake bit. Well, I mean, the last the injury before this, he got hurt on a commercial. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, he like just came back to Raw. Yeah, he just came shot back. Shot a commercial, and then something fell on him, right? Or I think he went through a table. It was like a table spot for the commercial, and, he and fell hit his on head. Something that. <laughs> so it's just oh, I just feel so bad for him, and it's just like, damn it! I mean, God, yeah, as you said, snake bitten with injuries over the last couple years now. So it's just like one thing after another. I mean, you and I were such big fans. If you listen long enough, you know how much we love him, and. I don't know what can he do. I mean, because, you know, when he was injured on Raw, at least they put him on commentary, but when he came and then he got released, and then when he came back to NXT, at least he was an on-air or a a, a TV role as far as, like, assistant GM for William Regal. Now that he's hurt, I guess, do you take him off TV completely? Or is there something else you can use him for? I mean, the commentary team already has three people. So, I don't know, probably just better off take him off TV for a while and just let him heal up and we miss him. And then when he does come back, he, he can have a big splash that way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I just feel bad. So, yeah, we uh, wish Samoa Joe speedy recovery and we'll see what happens next with NXT. And I know we normally talk SmackDown first, but I guess we should just kind of segue into NXT because what, what happens now with NXT and the NXT Championship? We know... There's supposed to be a fatal four-way this Tuesday on NXT, which was going to be determined a new number one contender. I think could- you're going to see 
a new champion on Tuesday, especially because it's a new look, right? Yeah. So let's, we haven't had a chance to really discuss that, you and I. So, so much to talk about NXT going into this, this Tuesday, September 14th episode. It's the, the relaunch, the rebrand, the restart, whatever you want to call it of NXT. And we've been seeing like the little, little commercials on Raw and SmackDown. Now the latest one says NXT 2.0. So Richard, I mean, First things first, thoughts on the new logo and the little commercials we've been seeing. You've seen like the rainbow colors and like a, look, a drawing of what maybe the NXT uh, set is going to look like now with the rings. Like, just kind of your overall thoughts on all of that, the visual part of it. I like it a lot mm-hmm. uh, because I I think that it's it's needed a makeover for a while. I think when they had that that most recent one with the skeleton head and the wings, I think that's cool but it's awfully dark and from a distance you can't tell what it is so yeah. the fact that this looks like it's getting uh, a, a bit of a rainbow treatment of colors um i like it and if you know if it's a wwe product you know they're going to over deliver as to what it is if they're putting commercial time into this because mm-hmm. wwe doesn't put a lot of commercial time into nxt mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm guessing that this is going to be something that people are going to freak out over the next couple of weeks <laughs> over the next week. Yeah. When was a few weeks ago when that first like teaser ran on SmackDown, wherever it was, the whole Twitter verse exploded. What the hell is this? And I was kind of like taken back to, it was just a little jarring at first. Cause it was just like plain basic text for NXT, but then the rainbow colors and we're so used with WWE Everything is, every show, every brand has a distinct color. Obviously, raw, red, SmackDown, blue. NXT was black and yellow or black and gold. And so now it's like, it's like a whole new identity, but it's like a mixture of like, all right, we don't know which color yet. Maybe just throw it all together on the screen. Rainbow colors, brighten things up. It feels hip uh, to sound like an old guy. Uh, (laughs) It feels like an ad you would see for something on MTV. Um, <laughs> that's what Tommy said. Tommy, I, I, I think that's a positive thing to say. I, I think that's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think it works, especially when you see the talent that's coming through right now. Um, I think it's still important to keep some, some veterans around, but uh, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, no, that this thing, Tommy, I mean, on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, it looks like Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, this and that, Nick Jr. and all that. And I was like, all right, okay, I get that. But Tommy was like, yeah, it looks like MTV. I want my MTV. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah I remember that yeah. from the 80s and 90s. And so uh, that's how, yeah, I kind of noticed it as well. And, you know, who knows? I mean, this they probably don't want to reveal too much. Uh, they haven't revealed anything. Like, even I, I saw something from The Bump with uh, Beth Phoenix, and she's tight-lipped about it. And it's just <laughs> like... This is exciting. I like it when people can keep secrets. Yeah, no dirt sheets are reporting everything and spoiling everything. I don't know about you, but I feel like lately I've been like getting a little turned off to all these dirt sheets, like spoiling everything lately. <laughs> so everything. that's all. The, that's all every, every, it's everything, and then like every little like uh, interaction with people. It's like, oh look, MJF said hi to so and so in the back, and it's like. Why is this a why is this a report? And it's like a three sentence report. Like yes, I, I've, I've it's like this person farted in this person's direction. Yeah, they got heat like, now. They're gonna get like they're gonna gossip. get buried. Yeah, it's gossip. It really turned the TMZ 
of yes. pro wrestling. It's WWE it, hi, hires Ryan Satin, who worked for MTV or uh, uh, TMZ, TMZ, and and then everyone turns into TMZ. <laughs> so it's, the TMZ guy isn't as TMZ as these people are. So it's uh, no, but for me, it, it's like. I kind based on the drawings, I kind of like it looks like it's more back in emphasis on the fans as far as where yeah. the seating goes. You see it's like like a mountain of uh, of chairs. Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be brighter and the fans can be more seen cuz you know listen, that she is dark. Yeah, and that yeah, if you look at the CWC compared to Full Sail, Full Sail, you got to see the fans. CWC. Now, granted, I know when they first went there, they didn't have a lot of fans there because it's still very much heavy in this pandemic. But in more recent months, they've been adding more fans in. But even still, you can't still see the fans that well and the lighting. And, and here's the thing. I always love NXT for its more metal, hard rock vibe and look. But I get that genre of music can appeal to in some ways more of a just a smaller niche audience. When you're a company as big as WWE, you want to appeal to as much the masses as you can. So I think that's why they're probably going to go like a full 180 with their presentation because of that. As far as, okay, we've been going this way for a while. It's not working out now. And that's the thing. Anything, TV, whatever, it's, you know, things do need a freshening up and a change every once in a while. You don't want to be stagnant for too long. And... You know, things, it's tough. I see a lot of fans online saying it's the end of an era. NXT is dead. RIP NXT. I'm not going to jump on that train because we don't know what's going to happen yet. It could be the the greatest thing we're going to see starting this week. It could be an amazing turnaround that our eyes are going to be open up to. You know what I mean, Richard? I mean, I, I just feel like there's a lot of overreaction. There, there's, there's overreaction in negative things. There's overreaction in positive things. Like, for instance, the Mick Foley video that came out yeah. earlier this mm-hmm. week. about, And everyone's acting like Mick Foley's never said a bad thing about WWE. Mick Foley is quite critical of WWE on a regular basis. But yeah. like because it was such a hot AEW week last week, they yeah. turned it into something I don't think he was expecting to be so big. Yep. So I I was chatting with a, a buddy of mine on my page and it was just like, like the weeks like these make me not want to do anything or even watch wrestling. It's just, it's so toxic. Mm-hmm. No, like, I, I, like I everything's blown out of proportion with, with being, mm-hmm. this is the best thing I've ever seen. And it's like, you haven't been watching that long and this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's like, do you remember when they had occupational gimmicks in wrestling? <laughs> like, and it wasn't just WWF. WCW had their fair share of lumberjacks and mummies. So, oh like, my god! I mean, that's I, I, I. It's funny too because it's like if you just shut up and watch it, everything's really good right now. So just shut up and watch it. I know. <laughs> as we're recording right now, Ring of Honor has a pay per view going on, and apparently a lot of good stuff is going on already. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I keep telling people this. Keep an eye on Ring of Honor. I think, especially with all these free agents out there, I think Ring of Honor hopefully can turn a tie to like really set itself up to kind of be a bigger, uh, or, or get some good buzz again, like it did back in the day. So we'll see. I'm trying to be optimistic here for just the whole pro wrestling landscape, but yeah, not like my thing is like, I, I'm not going to say it's the end of an era. It's dead. I mean, sure, maybe the black and yellow. Well, what, what does that even mean? 
end of an era. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, they, like to me, it's okay. Let's, let's talk about this for a second. Let's okay. side sidebar here. Mm-hmm. All these people that left recently and they're, or they're popping up in AEW or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Since when does that mean that they're never coming back to WWE? Even exactly. the people that have said, I am never coming back there have come back there. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, yeah. whether it's in the ring, CM Punk didn't want anything to do with wrestling at all. And then all of a sudden he pops up on a WWE talk show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And that's interesting. You never say never because things yeah. change. People change. People money changes money. Yeah. I was going to say money, well, money well, talks. We and, know that. And the benefit too, of when that stuff like that happens, when they come back, they're bigger heroes. Yeah. And, and and that's part of the fun of the Royal Rumble. Who's going to mm-hmm. come back this year? Mm-hmm. So it's for me, like I said. I mean, I, I've been seeing the commentary the last couple of weeks. People reacting to NXT and the end of this quote era, the black and yellow version of it, and what's going to happen next. And for me, it's like I have my own thoughts. But then I was like, who who cares? I mean, well, until we see what happens. It could, like you said, starting this Tuesday could be the greatest thing ever. We yeah. don't know yet. We yeah. don't know. Set your expectations higher. I think for like usually we say set them lower with certain things or a match or like, but like I I, I we used, people used to be excited about changes like this. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's I don't know. Like you when you look at that original SmackDown set, mm-hmm. it's just the arches, mm-hmm. and then you go to the fist, and mm-hmm. it's like. People were excited. It's like, why can't we be excited about things anymore? Or, you know, the new generation, 94, 95, with some really bad years, arguably, yeah. for WWF. But by 96, when things started turning in 97, 98, I mean, things change and for the better sometimes. I mean, we don't know. Um, and then that's the, thing, the other thing that got people worried. And uh, I'm sure you saw the reports where apparently like Vince and Bruce are going to be like overseeing NXT more and producing it. I think they're overseeing the production of what this is going to look like. Yeah. And I think one report was like, they're going to focus maybe more on the main event scene. Well, uh, for, furthermore, <laughs> furthermore, if anything, if like, if you're, if you're concerned that Vince and Bruce are taking their attention to NXT and you think, that they're going to take that over. Bruce Pritchard does not work on Raw. Bruce Pritchard strictly works on SmackDown. If they wanted to put Bruce anywhere on a permanent basis to work on something, it would be Raw. Because yeah. Raw makes more money for them than NXT does. Yeah, well, well the thing also is... I think for them, I think Triple H is probably still going to run the day-to-day. Which also, by the way... Uh, Shout now out. you see what he's got. He's got heart issues. Yeah, he's no. Sh- right. <laughs> well, shout out to J- Triple H. I know it was a report a couple days ago. Yeah, a heart event uh, last week, and he he's recovering now. So we just want to sell, send send positive well wishes to him and his family. Um, glad to see he's doing better now. So that's scary stuff right there. But you know, I think Triple H is still going to oversee the day to day stuff. I think v- Vince and Bruce. Uh, it's like they might seem oversee maybe the main event scene a little bit, or, I, or at least give their input of guys they think can be big stars for eventually for Raw or SmackDown. So there's more yeah. of a, uh, uh, there's more, um, it's not two separate universes. Like NXT's here, Raw and SmackDown's over here. It's, they're all going to be more on the same page, if that makes yeah. sense. So we'll it, see. it could just, it could just means that they're, they're trying to get more in tune with that product so they know better what to do with those people when they bring them up. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's not going to be such a drastic change from someone we see on SmackDown or excuse me on NXT for a couple of years when they go to our SmackDown, they have this big gimmick change and everyone gets upset. Well, no, maybe they can get their hands on someone a little bit earlier in NXT, kind of polish them more what they think would be good for them. So when they make the move to our SmackDown, it's an easier transition. I, like you said, I'm just trying to be optimistic. I know what I just said. People can spin that around, and be like, "That's terrible. That sucks." NXT well, was that, great on that, its own. That terrible. That sucks. That's terrible, and that sucks. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. For NXT this week, it was, I guess, quote, the last episode of this black and yellow version that we've been used to for so many years now. A um, couple things. I mean, so we, we could talk about uh, the Bachelorette and Bachelor parties for uh, oh, boy. Indy Hartwell and Dexter oh, Lewis. But I, before we get into that, something we haven't had a chance to talk about yet was I just want to ask your thoughts about the whole Cameron Grimes, Ted DiBiase, and how that storyline ended a couple weeks ago where Ted, you know, they're on the same page. They're buddies now, but he gave them, he's like, the they more or less, yeah, they more or less <laughs> retired the million dollar championship, which I was great because I was kind of worried. It's like, how are they going to keep this title going? Is it going to become like a permanent <laughs> title on NXT? We know that you belt. Don't need another one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm glad they just more or less retired it. And then Cameron Grimes was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he tricked him. Damn Ted DiBiase. But Ted's like, you know what? You are a million dollar champion. And here, I want you to have this. And Cameron's like, well, oh. it feels a lot different. <laughs> Like, he's in the car. He makes the switch, and he flips it over, and he's it's like, "It's a replica one." And then Ted's laughing, ha ha ha. And he, Cameron Grimes, you damn you, Ted DiBiase. I, I felt like that was a great way, like an ending to a movie. Book, that was the perfect bookend. Yes, exactly. Because you think about it, it, it was like an odd couple, buddy cop. Like I was yeah. like Rush Hour, <laughs> you know, Rush Hour That's with the Jackie Chan. The last scene in Rush Hour. Yeah, exactly. Like Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, you know. It's these two odd pairings. They hate each other at first. Like we saw Teddy Biasi, Cameron Grimes, they yeah. were competing for who's the better million dollar person. And then they eventually got to work together to take yeah. down a bigger threat, LA Knight. They lose at first, but then they over, and then they, in the next act, they overcome it. They hold win. On, hold on, hold on. Let right. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think, do you think there was any more? to this that they could have done should they have perhaps had cameron lose and make ted and cameron the butler for a week or two uh um because i, 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 I <laughs> like you could could have stretched it a little bit more i i thought about that but it was funny because you know after he lost he became the cameron became the butler for la night for a few weeks and those vignettes were very fun them working together headbutting on stuff and cameron grimes always outsmarting la night with his demands um, but it was great because, but that was like the, like in a movie where the good guys are down and they're trying to over how they, how can they take down this threat? And then we saw a takeover 36. They, he, he, uh, Cameron Grimes wins, becomes the million dollar champion, then they retire it. So Ted DiBiase, Cameron Grimes, they win at the end of the day. Ted DiBiase doesn't become a, a butler for LA night. They celebrate. And then as the part of the celebration, he pulls one last little trick on his new best friend. And it's a good callback to, you know, they once did headbutt at first. And then, you know, it's like a ha-ha, nice way to end. Damn, Ted DiBiase. A great callback just to where they started and where they're at now. I thought it was a perfect way to end this. It was yeah. like a great comedy buddy cop movie. Like, it just ended perfectly. I, I thought it was a great storyline. Yes. 
And keep in mind, this story organically came out of nowhere based on real life events with the GameStop uh, uh, stock. <laughs> so imagine if that real life event never happened, we wouldn't have had the return of Ted DiBiase to NXT. That's it's the great true. part of this. It's true. And, and Ted didn't overstay his welcome. He yes, was, exactly. And <laughs> so I, good. It was he took a, a crazy bump. He threw a punch. Yeah, it was great. That's how you use a legend. Yes. No more was, legends nights unless it's like this. Yes, exactly. So, you know, shout out to them for ending that story perfectly. But but back to the bachelor party. So, yeah, we, we see Indy Hartwell. She's trying to do her bachelorette party. Like, you know, Candace the, is surprised. The, the thing that made this for me. Uh-huh. For for on Indy's side. Well, hold on. Let me let's let's do let's do the Loomis side first. Okay. That was just funny because of how douchey Gargano was about the laser tag. And and, and I like I love that because I've done that with friends. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you ever done laser tag? I did it. Oh, no, no. We did it where we've had people our friends hold someone down so we could shoot the target. Oh my so. god. Because <laughs> my brother and I, we did one. There used to be one in Berkeley. Well, that we went one to. across the street from me at, at Shoreline. Oh, oh okay. The movie right. theater. Yeah. But so, so that was great to me. And the, like the random hodgepodge of people that they got to go out to do this was great. <laughs> Odyssey um, Jones, yeah. uh, Drake yeah. Maverick, Odyssey Jones in a tie dye shirt. <laughs> but Drake's Ma- money. Um, Dexter Johnny. The the mummy, or not the mummy. I'm sorry, the zombie ref. Call, a call back yeah, yeah. to Dexter and Cameron's You're Canadian? match. Canadian, <laughs> and then yeah, Cameron Grimes, who is paid for all of it because Johnny was questioning. He gave everyone ten thousand dollars to go play at an arcade. But it was just like, and he, but he's like, it's a continuation of his new babyface run. He's like, Ted DiBiase told me this, and like, he's like, he's like living out his mentors. You know, he, he's living or. You know, Ted DiBiase has been such a good mentor to him. He's now being this positive, helpful person. So, um, but yeah, it was just funny. And then like the axe throwing. So like Dexter's the only one who knew how to use an an axe, and <laughs> <laughs> he helped Johnny with his form. Um, did you the little Easter egg though? Odyssey Jones, Cameron Grimes, and uh, Cameron wanted to pay Odyssey. Can you send that little or uh, hey, see that little rock star over there talking to Drake yeah, Maverick? Yeah, yeah. We call yeah. him Rockstar, Rockstar Spud from his time in TNA to Impact. <laughs> He's like, can you send him to the moon? <laughs> Odyssey Jones just comes flying. I mean, it was such a fun segment, and I, I'm guessing probably Jeremy Borash probably produced I, it. I feel like that would have been a very hard show to watch had it not been for those segments. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For this, it wasn't, sh- yeah, it wasn't the most entertaining in ring NXT, but like those segments kept me going all night. And the the thing with Indies segments that I thought, like, like you know, you're getting the same shtick from Indy and Candice that you've been getting. But like the thing that made it for me, mm-hmm. and, and which also made the entire show, was all her friends and the side people there. They like they were great. Like. What you've never seen a WWE wedding? Like this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the, the 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 reporter lady, like she has her mic with her, like yeah. usually, or it's at home, but like she always carries the microphone. It's like, do you want to interview me here? Uh, yeah. And the other two TikToking. Uh, um, so it it, 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 was, it was just very fun. And it goes spying on the other one. So it was not like a very much like a, a romantic comedy type of thing, as far as goes spying on the other couple and or the other the other half significant other, but. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. It's like those segments I do enjoy. Love them. 
part of the sports entertainment aspect, going back to like vignettes in the eighties and nineties, like those type of segments I do enjoy. And so it just, it, it's a nice palette. You get the wrestling, but didn't you get these other segments? And it do just you think changed. we're getting more of these because of the pandemic? Is this something that we're continuing with? Because we did a lot of that last, like with Seamus and Jeff Hardy at that bar last year, or the money in the bank at the, uh, at the WWE Titan Towers. Cinematic type matches. Kind of. Just like because of that, we're seeing more off campus, I'll call it. Well, I I, I know that these last three weeks have been pre-taped. So after NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday, that Monday and Tuesday, they film the next three weeks of NXT episodes then. So this was like filler, definitely filler for this episode. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on. So So it's been three weeks... That they've been working on this new set. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, totally. No, no. I'm glad you you made that connection. Yeah, that they they filmed all this stuff early, so for the next three weeks they can revamp the CWC. Um, but no, I, I love this segment overall. But now the wedding's this Tuesday. Yeah, it's a WWE wedding. I think it's the, the first NXT wedding. Yes. Yeah, so. What could potentially happen? It's not going to end well. We know it's not going to end well. These never end well. Um, I mean, part of me. But who's going <laughs> to spoil the wedding? See, originally I thought it was going to be Johnny because Johnny hates Dexter. But we saw they put their hands out. Yeah. The zombie ref said, he's a good guy, eh? And then Odyssey had pushed Johnny in and they, their hands touched like Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano used to. Maybe Austin Theory returns? But he's supposed to be on SmackDown. We haven't seen him yet, but um, um, I mean, I thought Johnny was going to be the one to tear the wedding apart. But whoever te- te- tears down this wedding is going to get mega heat, I would imagine. So that ruined the wedding of Index. Yeah, Beth Phoenix is going to be so heartbroken about this. So it's going to be Beth. Oh, <laughs> that would be a swerve. She just goes crazy. Man, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's the thing. So, um, let's see. Also, actually, I, I want to get your thoughts. Ember Moon, she loses to Kaylee Ray, and later on, she cuts a promo and says, um, she's upset. You know, last three months have been tough with losing her part, losing the tag titles, losing her partner, losing on a regular basis. It's like the time for a change. I mean, is she going to go heal now? Is yeah. That, yeah. That's what I figured too. It's like, okay, she's going to, maybe she's going to tear the wedding apart. Instead of a program with Indy, I don't know. I'm just throwing it throwing it out there. And so maybe, maybe. Mm. yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I I don't get. I mean, I like Ember Moon watching her wrestle, but her character and her delivery is to me really boring. So it's, it's just kind flat. of like yeah, I, it's nothing to get excited over. But like, I get excited watching her in the ring. I think her moves, for the most part, are, are pretty exciting, uh, mm-hmm. which is hard to say. You know, today, yeah. um, you know, that eclipse is still a thing of beauty to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Oh, we definitely got to talk about something you texted Tommy and I. Uh, the debut of the Creed Brothers. Oh. Brutus oh. and Julius oh. Creed taking on a couple uh, 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 enhancement talent, we'll just say. Uh, they are the newest additions to Diamond Mine, I was going to say Dynamite, but Diamond Mine uh, under the supervision or guidance of Roderick Strong and uh, Malcolm Bivens. Um, 
man, uh, this match, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. But no, please tell us what you were texting us. Maulers. They're maulers. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't know. I kind of got the impression that it's somewhere between the Steiners and Kurt Angle. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Like the way that they were just tossing those guys around was, was, was wicked. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, um, the, the commentary letters reminded us that Brutus and Julius Creed do have NCAA wrestling backgrounds. Uh, Brutus, I guess, was undefeated in his time in college, and Julius was on the Olympic team. So, these two are young, upcoming wrestling studs. So, um, I kind of like this dynamic, though, for Diamond Mine, as far as, okay, listen, we know, was it Russ Taylor got released? It's, you know what? It's kind of like it kind of feels like uh, uh, what's Gable's thing? Ch- Chaggy, oh, Alpha Academy. Al- it kind of feels like Alpha Academy, but like an underground Alpha Academy. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I like this. Roger Strong is the veteran leader. Yeah. And he's like grooming these two young guys to kind of be like him. Um, They're like his protege. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of a little refresh for uh this group because i wasn't really digging diamond mine before i felt it was just it, it just I, kind of I, it underwhelming just, yeah it did i didn't care didn't not care so that's not a good place to be in yeah and so now this is a, a definitely a big uh step up i think refreshing yeah. just relaunch for this faction or they, they brand. look they look like you know they just look ordinary as hell but when we when the bell rings it's like Ooh, these guys are these guys are scary. I mean, so they're doing the like, wrestling. They're, they're not bearded, tatted up monsters. These are like two like athletic. I will bend you into positions I, you didn't think you could be bent. I love how the one brother. I think it was Brutus started in, and he was throwing the one guy around. And then Julius wanted in. He's yelling, "I want in! I want in!" He slaps his brother in the face, and then that's technically a tag. And then Brutus slaps Julius in the face, and he tags him back in. But then they tag each other again to make the switch. But it's like I love they yell each other, "I want in!" They start slapping each other, um, and they, yeah, destroy the guy. And I know Tommy was telling me he's a big fan of just how NXT is getting like these, you know collegiate wrestlers very much like a, a good callback to the AWA and Vern Gagne getting a lot of these pure wrestlers coming in. So I'm excited. As you said, they were just monsters tearing up. They get their victory and yeah, dude, I'm down to see what's next for them and what, what, what other exciting well, stuff on that note, we didn't mm-hmm. mention this at the top of the show. WWE has officially signed Gable Stevens. Yes. And Tommy's not here to talk about it, but that's his decision. <laughs> I know. So that's no, very exciting. That is a huge free agent signing it, for, it, for WWE. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who this guy is, he just won the gold medal at the Olympics this year. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's imagine a taller, healthier Kurt Angle who can do a backflip. Yeah. And if I remember, um, let's see. I, I haven't had a chance to read the full story, but he still can do his last year at Minnesota as well, right? So, I, I, like, he still has one just locked him up. Yeah, these, yeah. So when he's done with college, he will then come to WWE. So they're just like getting the rights to him, more or less, right? Is that how I think I interpret that? Sure. Oh, yeah. Twenty-one-year-old sign a deal with WWE that will allow him to attend the University of Minnesota for his senior year, defend his Division One national championship at heavyweight. Uh, WWE will set up a remote training facility for Stevenson near campus where he'll learn the finer points of entering work with WWE coaches. Dude, 
How yeah. sweet is that? They're rolling out the red they're, carpet they're for banking him. Banking on this guy. Wow. Did you now, watch any of him in the Olympics? I mean, yeah, I saw like the clips he's, on Twitter. He's and stuff. good. He's he's like a, a yeah. He's he's good. He's the moose. Yeah. Hopefully, he could be yeah. Kurt Angle two point Now, granted, does he have that whole package? Like Kurt Angle he's, was he's Kurt Angle without a broken freaking neck. So yeah, I would love to see his character work because you know Kurt Angle was so charismatic and his comedy and his serious work. I mean, you know the the ruthless aggression. So um, no, we all definitely have high hopes for him. So that's going to be really cool. It's going to be exciting stuff. Um, last thing for NXT we'll just touch on was the main event. I want to get your thoughts on it was the NXT tag titles on the line. MSK against Danny Burch, Oni Lorcan, who claim. Hey, we didn't lose the titles. We we got the injury from um, uh, Danny Birch a few months ago. Um, a good match, obviously. You know, you got veterans taking on a couple upcoming young great talents like MSK. Um, Where MSK, are they MSK. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's just NXT with their champions are odd. Like the rotation. Since, yeah, since the inception of NXT, you know, I God, it's been. Seven. Six years, seven years since it's been like I, I watched it when it was available on the network. I didn't watch any of their dot com stuff. Okay. Since then, like you know, you you get the heavyweight champion just about every week, but then like the other champions eventually kind of start to drop off unless they're trying to push them as killers or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, so MSK wins here, but the big thing was after the match, uh, Pete Dunn and Rich Holland. Attack Danny Burch only Lorkin for losing and pretty much kick him to the curb. So this mainly Holland. He yeah, came, I mean, Dunn left and Holland came back in and just attacked. So yeah, I mean, this four man group is now down to two as far as Pete Dunn and Rich Holland. So I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on on this as far as this group, this stable? I guess technically it was Pat McAfee's original group. Yeah, I I think it's a wise move because. Uh, I mean, look, now you got two more tag teams or you got another tag team out of it. Um, and you got a feud for Oni and Birch because if they don't win the belts, then what do they do? They need something to do. Now they have some opponents that they could have uh, a storyline beef with. It's yeah. Not just a match. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, I saw some people on Twitter were like, man, they got beat up. I mean, hopefully they don't get released because you look at um the guy from Imperium, remember he got beat up and then the next day got released from NXT. So a lot of people were just worried that Danny Burch only Lorcan, this is the writings on the wall, that their time in NXT is not going to be too much longer. You know, if anything, I think Lorcan would probably stay and Burch would probably go back to NXT UK. Yeah. I mean, and both of them look like <laughs> they look like they could be great just trainers as well for, yeah, for NXT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, just their look and their style. So, um, but you look at you look at Lorcan, especially. I mean, Birch as well, but Birch he's older. But when Lorcan got hired, or when he start, first started popping up in WWE, he he was kind of pudgy, uh, <laughs> and now he's he's shredded. Mm-hmm. Like he got himself into some like swimmer shape. Yeah, yeah. So, and Birch used to be a lot heavier too, and you know he's got he's got a dad bod. Well, it's going to be interesting now because this Tuesday, actually, let me just double check here. So that fatal four way. I mean, so this Tuesday with the relaunch of NXT, we saw uh, um, 
Robert Stone got a match for, uh, uh, I was going to say Taya, uh, Frankie Monet, uh, against Raquel Gonzalez. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Why is Robert Stone, like, lately, he's always, like, out of breath. He's like, I got to tell you something. Well, remember, remember, he thought his whole stable was falling apart. So I think he's rushing to, hey, I can be a good manager. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we got, uh, that title match. We got the wedding and then the fatal four way. So Ciampa, uh, cool Kyle, Pete Dunn and LA Knight. So I wonder if, yeah, they will turn that into just an NXT championship fatal four way. If it turns into a NXT championship fatal four way on a personal note, who would you like to see win? Of those who it's Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, uh, Ciampa and Ciampa. Not about who deserves it. Who would you like to see? I mean, get the throne here. It, it, Kyle is due based on the work he's been putting. Is that in. who you want, though? I mean, I think Champa needs something. I, you know what I mean? Like Champa's just been kind of just. Well, okay. Let's say everyone's on a clean slate. You're selfish, and you're gonna, you get to choose. You get the pencil. Everyone's gonna be happy. You're happy. It's gotta be Kyle. I think Kyle. Well, who you thinking? I I just I think I was kind of looking forward and thinking that Kyle beating Joe would really solidify Kyle. Yes, I I think Kyle. I mean, I get it. You're beating three other guys, but at the same token, I think it means something for Kyle to beat one guy one on one. That's like more credible than he is. Yeah, a bigger threat. Yeah, I think. L.A. Knight because wow. of his mic skills. I think a loud yeah. NXT champion like him would harken back to when Bobby Roode was NXT champion. Oh, and, okay. And I, I mean, unless they're planning on moving him to the main roster, like I think that kind of puts a, a nice stamp on him. Well, it, I saw online looks like the draft is going to happen October 1st, which is a Friday and Monday, October 4th. So, mm. um, Maybe who loses here could be a sign that those people might be moving on up. I don't know. Um, Ciampa, he's pretty much said he's NXT for life, but so he says that's not really his choice. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, yeah NXT this Tuesday. A lot to break down in the days after. So um, SmackDown. Let's move over there real quick. Just touch on that big show. It was live from New York City, Madison Square Garden. Home of WWE for forever. Legitimate sellout. Yeah, dude. Um, I was watching this, and I don't know about you, Richard, but I was like, why can't every WWE show be like this? Yeah. Every segment was not wasted. Every segment meant something. It was impactful. It addressed all the different storylines from the main event, the the guys right outside the main event scene, the mid-card scene, tag I, titles, women's division. Mm-hmm. I mean... It was like, why can't you kind every of, week? I was kind of thinking about that the other day. And I was thinking, like, how can we make Raw like that? And but, but I, look, I enjoy Raw. I, I know most people don't. But uh, I, and <laughs> what I came up with, and the, unfortunately wouldn't work, is if they could get another hour and a half show to two-hour show another night and then have it be a super show with Raw and SmackDown. Problem is... I don't think Fox would want to share that time spot. So if you had Robbie two hours and then you had another hour plus another hour SmackDown or something like that, you know what I'm saying? 
Hmm. It's if you had a tape, but you'd have to have good talent on it. You can't just have it be the guys that you would have on Saturday night main event or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Listen, I know they went all out because it's Madison Square Garden. They want to have a big show there I mean, at, at at their you know their home away from home or whatever you want to call it their their main the the arena that made WWE. Um, it, but it's just like man, you watch this and it was like it was it was there was, it, didn't miss a beat. Yeah, like literally every episode, every <laughs> segment was awesome, and it's like why can't this. Be like this I, all the time. I mean, I I for one love ten man tags. So like, <laughs> getting getting to see different people working together like that, and then like a tag team main event. Yeah, and it wasn't like there's a tag team of main event guys against a regular tag team. It's like no, these are just two straight up tag teams, and they're main eventing. Like yeah, yeah. This is this was good. So let's break this down real quick as far as this opening segment and the whole Bloodline storyline. So um, we know Brock Lesnar came back at SummerSlam. And then the last <laughs> couple weeks, Paul Heyman's been very paranoid because, you know, Kayla you know, was talking to him what, last week and his phone rings. <laughs> it's Brock's- Kayla, Kayla and Brock have great chemistry. Or, or Kayla and, and Paul Heyman? Uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. I'm sorry. I like how Kayla is very much... Has she's turned, a thorn in his side. Yeah, like a mean Gene Okerlund used to be. Yeah. So, but she's her own version of that, which is great. Her own identity. Uh, but she's following him around. And, you know, his phone rings. It's Brock's theme music playing. Um, so we see you know, Roman and, and the Usos come out to the ring and, you know, talking about Brock. Uh, Brock comes out, confronts him. And, you know, he... Uh, they clear the ring and he confronts Paul Heyman. He wants a challenge for the universal title. And then, um, the Usos come in and attack him before he can like F5 Paul Heyman. And then we see, uh, you know, they all run to the back. Um, what do you think's going on here as far as do you think Brock is playing mind games on purpose? Trying to like mind F Roman to think. Paul is turning on him and is going to realign himself with Brock with Brock Lesnar himself or Brock is his own man and he knows to get in Roman's head I'm just going to play a trick and make it look like Paul and I, Paul and I are on the same page but I know he doesn't care about me he's with you now so like what's kind of like what do you think it's all mind games here and Paul and Paul Heyman at, on paper he looks freaked out he's paranoid because he's worried Roman is upset doesn't trust him anymore and is going to turn on him so like what could be going on I feel like it's not him intentionally turning on the bloodline because those numbers will beat out Brock even um so it's got to be because look Roman's beat Brock one on one before yeah. Brock's beat Roman more times than Roman's beat Brock, but uh, I mean, you add the Usos in there, and Roman's undefeatable. Um, I think it's a plan that we're going to find out that has backfired on Paul, and I think it's going to be because he said that he got a message at the pay per view from Brock, or he called Brock at the pay per view asking if he's going to be there. I'm guessing that was more so a sign of I thought I could get you to go after Bobby. I didn't think you would take this so personally and you would go after Roman. Hmm. So Paul could be managing both, but now that Brock, it's like waking up the sleeping monster. You know? Well, I just, and, I just wonder like, 
um, you know, yeah, Brock's told Paul, like, why don't you tell Roman I was going to be there at SummerSlam? And then even when Roman left the ring, Paul Heyman started changing his character and started going back to his old school of introducing yeah. Brock. So it's like he's trying to play both sides in yeah. this one segment. So I would like to know, Paul Heyman has become the focus. Like, what? who's his alliance to? Does he think he can control both? But he now both his guys are going up against each other, so he's stuck in the middle. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. Is it going to be a simple... He he's, he's going to realign himself with Brock, and Brock's going to get the title off Roman, and that was it was a big like fu to Roman. It was like one giant like two year story to screw over Roman for everything. I don't know. Like it, it's I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's that. I like I I I, gen- I genuinely think it's something that Paul Heyman. It's gonna we're gonna find out that it's something that's just blown up in Paul Heyman's face. Yeah, like he he wasn't expecting this to go this way, and you know. I, maybe he wasn't expecting Brock to come back looking the way he does. And what do you think of his look? We haven't haven't a chance to ask you about that. Uh, it's different. This, it's babyface Brock with the ponytail. Well, or, the fact that he grabbed a microphone and was giving out basically, ba- he's a babyface now. Yeah, and giving and demands. He looked like he was having fun. Yeah, the beard and the and the flannel yeah. and the. Yeah. Yeah, I, the I I kind of have a theory that. Brock Lesnar likes wrestling more than people and himself portray he does. Because he's yeah. awfully good at it. <laughs> well, people like, say, when he works and he can sell, I mean, he, people say he's one of the best sellers. I yeah. mean, when he's like fully 100% on board focus, there's yeah. no one that could top him yeah. in the ring. I, I mean, look, 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 when he when he looks at a match with the big show or a match with Mark Henry, he's, he's not thinking what can we do that's different? There's not much he can do that's different with that match. And especially with Big Show when they've done the, the, the ring breaking. And when he looks at someone like an AJ Styles, a Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, smaller guys <laughs> that can do different things. I feel like the undertaker is the same way. Undertaker's best matches are with smaller guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. other than like, Mick Foley, like his matches with Kane are very good. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. They're, they're legendary, but like quality, mm, not much quality. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, no, this is very exciting. Brock, you know, just destroying them. It was great. Pat McAfee said, if aliens come to Earth, we are sending Brock Lesnar to yeah. confront them. Pat McAfee, you know, glad to see him back after getting COVID. It was his first night back, but uh, he was on fire as well. Um, but for the main event, we saw Street Profits take on the Usos. Um, great match. I love when uh, Montez for his shoe came off and just throws it in the oh, crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's an expensive shoe. What are you doing? Yeah. Man. <laughs> But um, the match was great, but then Roman jumps in and puts the guillotine on uh, um, Montez. Yeah, and I was like, okay. I mean, that was kind of just out of nowhere. Um, but then, you know, they're in the ring celebrating or whatever, and then uh, Demon Finn Balor comes out. So it was already set, Finn Balor versus Roman at Extreme Rules, but now it's been one up as far as no, it's going to be Demon Finn Balor. So... I don't know what are your thoughts on just how that ended for SmackDown and just it, now the stakes are even higher now. Ooh, I, I mean, mean Roman's, Roman's winning. We know that. Come on, like, no offense, Demon. But, well, here's the thing: what if Brock costs Roman the belt? What if what if what if Brock's back and it's not about the belt for Brock? 
Maybe Brock just wants to put Roman in his place. Punish him. Punish him. What better way than the cost and the thing that he's worked this hard for? Yeah. I just and, want... And it's it's not like Roman or uh, Finn Balor hasn't beat Roman before either. Yeah. Was it like... That was like four. On the main event of Raw. Yeah. I don't know. I just wondered... I mean, I, I, get what, I get what you're saying. I just don't know if well, they would do a title change at Extreme Rules, you know, well, like in this big Roman Reigns title reign there. Like, I, no offense to Extreme Rules, but it's a B-level. It would be an interesting swerve. Yeah, yeah. It would be a very interesting swerve. And it could set you up for the next pay-per-view because it's the thing that everyone's going to be talking about going into Monday. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's exciting to see Demon Finn Balor back because we haven't seen him in, what, two years, right? A couple years. It's- Three yeah. It's been when, when was AJ Styles against Finn Balor? That was the last time. Was that the last one? Was that uh he, SummerSlam? I, I mean, was really, that a SummerSlam? He was in NXT what? Like two years? I didn't realize yeah. it was like that long. Because it was twenty October twenty nineteen, right? Remember when he first debuted and did the bicycle kick on um Oh it, yeah. Was it on Johnny? He did a bicycle kick? Remember uh, he came yes. in the ring? Yes, yes, yes. God, he, was Johnny like, went into concussion mode. Yeah, that was like twenty nineteen, so I was like, man. What a <laughs> how much has changed since then? But yeah, no I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, no, that was a good, cool, cool way to end SmackDown. But um, yeah, the ten man tag. Let's touch on that real quick. I, I enjoyed this match because it just helped put over Big E more, solidify him. Yeah, as the Money in the Bank contender and future world champion because he got the pin here. Um, but before we touch on that real quick, Sami Zayn, though, MVP of this match, wearing the Knicks oh, yeah. jersey. Yeah. Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks coming out there to troll the crowd. He's like, I got someone here who's a winner at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And he pros out Trey Young. And dude, like, that was awesome. And, you know, Trey well, Young. Props to the announcers for kind of breaking that down because I don't watch basketball really. So, like, yeah, yeah. Them t- explaining that. It was just like, okay, cool. I get it. I got it. I'm up to date. But it's cool because star power. You're getting stars yeah. outside of wrestling from other big sports like the NBA. And you know, well, and I you know do that, that name. He's someone I, I've heard. Yeah, he is coming up as one of the top three-point shooters in the league as well. But um, but when you do that, then you get the crossover with ESPN, SportsCenter, Fox Sports. You know what I mean? So it's a smart move to get people like that for the crossover appeal but um but no Big E, you know he gets the pin here and he's talking to kayla in the ring and that little detail like i like this promo you know as far as he's calling his shot and he does reference bobby lashley and roman reigns i noticed that as well i love when he said bobby lashley so i think more likely he's gonna cash in maybe on bobby lashley at some point i would not be surprised if Big E gets drafted to raw and eventually catches it on Bobby Lashley at some point. When you look at the playing field, too, and Biggie's not a dumb guy. He's a smart guy. So it yeah. looks like if if you're putting yourself into their world and you're and you're you've got the money in the bank, am I going against the, you're not just going against Roman, you're going against the bloodline. Yes. You go against Bobby. I mean, Bobby, it's Bobby Lashley. Look at the guy. But you're also you also got MVP there. And if you're on Raw. You know, you got your your boys, your brothers, exactly. Kofi and Xavier to come maybe help out and balance things out with MVP. Don't want I MVP just want to see, the king. I want to see Biggie win the belt 
and then have the new day come out and try to lift him and they can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, no, great call back to WrestleMania. Yeah. So I think that would be absolutely hilarious. I saw someone tweet out this scenario and who knows if it will happen, but it could lead to a, maybe a fun triple threat amongst the new day was, um, you have, um, Biggie win the title, have Kofi win money in the bank and have Xavier win King of the Ring. Because Xavier Woods wants to win King of the Ring so bad. And maybe King of the Ring, you have a title shot as the winner. And then you can lead to a triple threat. That, or that was I, some scenario I saw on Twitter. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting fantasy booking idea. Of all of those ideas, I kind of loved the idea of Xavier Woods winning King of the Ring. And oh, him yeah. having a crown. Oh, totally. He would be like a Booker T 2.0. I think he would rock that. Um. Oh, we haven't a chance. Oh, God, not to go on a tangent, but we have to talk about Happy Corbin. No, there's no Corbin on this show, but oh, did, did you see the Corbin MJF thing? Or I mean, I saw on Twitter they're like saying, "Hey, you look great, man." Or, <laughs> or hey, I heard you won big in Vegas. Congrats, man! It was like a quick little Twitter interaction, right? There was there was something else. I'll I have to look it last, up. I'll look last, it up. I'll send you it. Okay. Um. But yeah, no Corbin winning money in Las Vegas, so he's a, he's happy now. That's he's great. Doing good, yeah, he's man, doing he's awesome. good. He's got a new shirt. Car his life is back together. <laughs> um, and we saw the contract signing between Becky Lynch. Oh, and this was grand. Bianca Belair for their title match at uh, Extreme Rules. Dude, Becky, that red like uh, uh, fur coat. That's good. Yeah, it was great. Um, so what do you think of Becky's like quote heel turn or heel run so far? I think it's great. I do think it's odd how quickly the fans have decided that they're not happy to see her anymore. Uh, like because of the SummerSlam thing. Okay. Uh, I do think to that uh, Bianca Belair looks like a megastar and she gave a great promo. Uh, before Becky came out. I thought that promo, it wasn't like, you know, something quotable or will be remembered for the the rest of her career, but I thought the way she did that promo, she can do a promo like that every single week. She She's going to be on the cover of a video game. And you just brought up a good point. I know everyone was extremely upset Becky Lynch winning 26 seconds at SummerSlam. Yeah. I thought Bianca was done, buried. Look what it's done for Bianca. And I think that's the big picture. Becky Bingo. is going to help. Becky's going to help put over Bianca into superstar. Sure has. Already has. That's the whole thing. I know we all probably do not feel that Becky should have been a heel, but in doing so, it looks like she's going to help put over and create another superstar <laughs> at her level. The fans have made her a heel, though. Yeah, that's the thing. They were all booing, and, and but they were hitting EST, EST. I was like, that's great. Had, had had that happened, and it was Roddy Piper, would Roddy be booed when he came out? No, no. people would have loved it because it's Roddy Piper, and he cheated to win, or he was cheap and won. Yeah, like, stuff like that has happened forever. <laughs> it's just well, like, well, I was going to say for Becky, I, 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 saw, I, like, yeah. I saw someone, and I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he was questioning me and he's just like there are people online saying that this is a race thing and he's like i'm black i don't think this is a race thing and i'm like i don't think it's a race thing either it's like you look at the champions over the last year Mm -hmm. and most of them are people of color but on top of that i told him 
let's not forget that Daniel Bryan lost the W or the world title in the opening match of a WrestleMania in less time than it took for Becky to beat Bianca. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um with Becky here though, I I just I you know, I, I liked her promo as far as listen, I left my baby at home, my baby girl at home to come back to, to you guys early when you needed a replacement yeah. last minute, and this is how you guys treated me. So it was like I understand her menta- her mentality. Everything it's was like, good about this. Every, yeah. Like Becky was great. Like this this was a good contract signing. And we've yes. talked about the lot in the over the last year how boring contract signings are. This one was really good. Well, I like how Bianca came out first, cut her promo, then sign. Then Becky came out yeah. and signed her part. Um, so it was different. And a month, a month ago, we had a contract signing involving Bianca Belair, if you recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. With, uh, with Sasha, Sasha and Zelina and Carmella. And they all attacked her. And then but yeah. Bianca looks strong there as well. Yeah. She overcame yeah. that. So, no, this is great. I'm looking forward to their match. Well, and and I, I loved I loved Becky tossing the contract at her. She caught it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just those little details. It, it's little great. Little details. It's like, I got your number. Um, last but not least, uh, probably match of the night, Seth Rollins against Edge. Whoa. Their rematch from SummerSlam, which is like, this was a pay-per-view quality match on SmackDown. It yeah. was like what three segments, two pit, yeah. two commercial breaks. Awesome match. I mean, Edge and his return. WWE's been putting on we're, his band we're in the Bret Hart colors. Yeah, dude, that was great. I loved the yeah, the pink trim on his his gear. Pink and black attack. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it, it, I mean, Seth trying to do the uh uh glamazon on Edge. Yeah. That that was he cool. did, and he went for a pin. Yeah. Um. I mean, do yourself a favor. If you haven't watched it, watch this match. Watch it. Yeah. Go um, out of your way. Um, I do want to ask about the finish, though. So, Seth, you know, when the ref was turned, he kicks Edge in the balls, and then he does the curb stomp, and we know the story the going in. Bomb. Yeah, in the back, or, or the story, you know, obviously Edge's neck. So, curb stomp, theoretically, this move is dangerous for him and what it could do to him, his, his injury. Um, so, Seth picks up the win. Um but he, you know, he he like snapped. Remember, he was doing like the three super kicks. He snapped. He's like, "Why don't you die?" or whatever he yelled. Yeah. And then does the curb stomp, and then he reglut, and then he kind of like snaps out, and he kind of pins, but then he pushes Edge away, and he's like kind of in shock, like, "What did I just do?" Like he just woke up from snapping yeah. out of it. We see Edge taken off in the ambulance with the neck brace, and they're interviewing Seth, and he just kind of doesn't know. What happened? He's like, I don't know what to think. I don't know how I feel. So, I don't know. What do you think about this this side of Seth? Like, he snapped, and it's almost like he didn't know what he did. It's like, he's look, looking at the blood on his hands after the fact. And he's like, Uh-oh. I think he just discovered Ken Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> and the rage is out of nowhere. He snapped. So- um I'm I'm good with it. I mean, look, it, it, they're painting the picture that Seth is a main event guy again. They have been doing that since yeah. uh, for a while now. So I wonder, yeah, long term, is Seth now going to go on a journey to find himself? Like he realized he's been turning to this like monster of a person, and this is like rebuilding himself again. I don't know. It's it, it's the beginning, I think, of a long term story. So I, I think, think you're right. Yeah, and I think they wrote off. This is a way of writing off Edge for a while. 
when do you think Edge can come back? Do you think he's going to be out to Royal Rumble? Do you think he can hold out that long or should hold out that long? It's only, what, four months? I'm going to say Survivor Series. Okay. I'm going to say it's going to come down to, you know, when people are picking their teams and then he'll be on the opposing team or something. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, yeah, or maybe he... Uh, maybe Rumble, you're, you know, you, Rumble's not that far, but, like, how many times are you going to surprise everyone with Edge coming back at the Rumble? <laughs> if he, won last year's, he won last year's, or... Yeah, so, he won last year's Rumble, and he came back the Rumble before that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He'll become Mr. Royal Rumble. That's his new gimmick. That's, that's Stone Cold. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. Oh, <laughs> hell talk. yeah, brother. Oh, hell yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. But no, fantastic episode of SmackDown. A uh, lot to look forward to uh, with NXT next week. And, you know, listen, I know, Richie, you mentioned, and I agree with you, there's a lot of toxic stuff going online right now in the wrestling world but at the same time there's a lot of buzz as well and so i think there's you know it, it, it's i was talking to some friends last night and I, I think you can agree like i think a lot of people are like saying oh aew's killing it wwe's dead well like no you didn't look, obviously live during the, the attitude era. Yeah. yeah you didn't live look. during the attitude era i think the war is now starting the wednesday night wars was just like a teaser i think things it are going to pick up that was just a false narrative. Yeah. Like, if everyone can push each other, we win as fans. That's my big takeaway is like, okay, one person, one cre- one company's going to do some stuff. If we can push the other company, I'm all for what, it. What was AEW's profit last year? Because I know WWE made $2 billion. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to look that yeah. up. But I'm just saying, like, it, it's. That's- that's the ultimate judge as to who's winning. You might win. And ro- Here's the other thing. We don't know what WWE's numbers are for Hulu because Hulu doesn't release numbers. And the oh, fact really? that they have how many different shows that are WWE on Hulu, mm, okay. Hulu pays for that content. They pay for Miss and Mrs., Total Divas, Total Bellas, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. What else can you think of, Danny? <laughs> They're probably going to get that Hidden Treasure show. Uh, 205 Live. They're paying for all of that, and and they're paying for all of that because those give Hulu ratings. Oh, I, I told us I don't I forget. Um, so last week I was up at Bottle Rock in Napa. Um, I went by the Bonita Bonita booth. You saw that, the Bellas, didn't you? No, I, other people saw them. I did not see them. I was looking for them. I went to their booth. I had their wine, and you can get their wine with like edible f- flower petals. It's pretty good. I'm not a wine expert, so. I, I, it tasted good to me. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, uh, it's cheap and it tastes good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying they're up in Napa. We got to maybe do something with their wine. I'm just saying, get some sure. meat. Yeah. Well, I'll I, I'm some. down for that. We could okay. do a, we could do a podcast uh, of this and, <laughs> and have some wine while we, we, we do it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we'll brainstorm. We'll maybe, figure something maybe, out. maybe, yeah, I, I got something. I got some ideas. We'll, we'll get some. <laughs> We got some drinking going. Okay, right on. No, that's a, I'm just throwing it out there. We'll in the pick universe. a pay per view that, <laughs> that that we can take the next day off of work. <laughs> Drink Bonita Bonita wine. <laughs> yeah, some, some Steve Weisers. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, good stuff. All right. On that note, let's start wrapping things up. Richard, where can all the clicksters find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Iron Fist 84 and uh, <laughs> please send your hate mail to at Baby Huey 83. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Instagram. I was gonna say Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me all tongue tied now. He's 84. <laughs> Jeez. <What? laughs> 
<laughs> Tommy is at Iron Fist nineteen eighty two. If you want to follow Tommy, that's what I said. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, but ah, baby Huey. If you want to follow me on Facebook, you can do so at, at baby Huey official. <laughs> Facebook dot com slash baby Huey official. Twitter and Instagram at baby Huey eighty three. For everything else, at in the click. What's, what's mine? What's mine? Pro underscore wrestling underscore one hundred one on Instagram. Okay, I know it all, man. I Fair keep enough. Tra- um and then uh yeah so please uh fall in the click on all social media at in the click uh also youtube subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts at in the click at gmail.com thank you as always for the support it's been a crazy last few weeks but i think we're we're back on track now with our, our regular routine schedule so we appreciate you guys tuning in as always and on that note let's go home and that's the bottom line because huey said so